Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel, horticulture educator for the University of Illinois. And this week I wanted to talk about just kind of where we're setting in terms of what's going on outside. There's uh, uh, some of the stuff is kind of in between being green and vibrant and headed toward dormancy. Uh, insects have changed uh, their habits about this time of year, so there are a lot of things going on. And I just want to uh, kind of make you aware of what's happening out there. And uh, you may be out in the yard and realize that's what you're looking at um, as as well as you uh, work in the work in the woody plants in the in the vegetable garden and things of that sort for the rest of the season. So woody plants for the most part of kind of taking care of business. That is they have generated all the food they're really going to need uh, uh, for dormancy. They've put lots of energy into forming next year's uh, foliage buds and any flower buds if they, if you have a fall forming uh, or early spring blooming tree or early spring blooming shrub. Um, the flower buds are already there, um, and that's and that's what they're kind of doing. Uh, if there's a fruit or a pod containing seeds, um, the the trees or plants are already, and it may be already done, but if not, they're still putting the final touches of energy into the seed pod or the seed of the fruit there. So that's just about done or is done. Um, you have. Uh, uh, some other things happening that we visually get to enjoy about this time of year as, as dormancy approaches, the, a lot of the trees form what's called an abscission layer at the end of the leaf petiole to the stem or twig they're attached to. And then as we have our cooler nights and warmer days, this sets up our fall color, which we enjoy so much. So uh, the, more, the more we have that happening, uh, the longer we have that kind of weather pattern of cooler nights and warmer days, the more likely it is you're going to find uh, your fall colors are pretty strong and, and, and lasting a good long while. Uh, out there in the perennial beds, we're going to be, some similar things are going to be happening, but not quite the same. Um, some will have a fall color, others will just yellow and fade away. Uh, and right now, for sure, perennials are sending all their energy, that last bit of energy, into the root system, and then they'll die to the ground for the winter as we would expect. Um, annual flowers are going to continue to grow as the weather allows. Uh, bloom may slow with the cooler temperatures and shorter days. Um, and we'll either eventually go ahead and clean those beds up while they're still in bloom, which can happen. Uh, or, or we're just going to decide to wait and and let Mother Nature give us a good strong frost or light freeze first, and then clean them up after that. If you're just a gardener that's going to wait till the very, very end and enjoy the very last bloom possible out there, um, you know, in the vegetable garden, we've talked about cool season and warm season vegetables on this program many other times. And so our warm-loving crops, a lot of the vine crops, they're certainly going to start to slow down because they really want warm weather. And when we have a cool day or a very chilly night, it takes a day or two, maybe even up to three days before they'll return to growing like they were. So you have a delay in future growth. You have a delay in uh, uh, fruit fill, things like that. So uh, that's what you might expect to see on on our warm season crops. On the other hand, we've also got all those cold loving vegetables, the coal crops, Swiss chard, others. Um, they'll continue to grow well into cooler weather and even cold weather. Uh, and it isn't until we have a very, very hard freeze that uh, those kind of plants would be uh, essentially be killed off. Um, 
you know, our Kentucky bluegrass lawns and our cool, and I should also say any of the other cool season grasses like some of our fescues and perennial ryegrasses and things, they're really enjoying this cooler weather that we're um, getting going to get be getting into here. Um, and the same thing happens there. In the fall of the year, there might be a flush of green again in the lawn. You might have to mow a little more often. Um, yet the main focus the grass plants have is to be putting energy down into the root system to get them in good shape to overwinter and be able to come out in the spring uh, in a good, strong way for us. I kind of hinted it there. There are insects out there doing stuff uh, right now. We know we've got both good and bad insects. They're all finishing up their appropriate life cycles. Insects can have a complete life cycle, like if we think of like a butterfly, which starts out with an egg, you got a larval stage, you got a cocoon, and then the adult shows up again. The other group has what's called an incomplete life cycle with an egg, a nymph stage with growth instars, and the adult. Uh, those nymphal stages look just like the adult, just smaller versions of them. So that's, that's the major difference between um, those, two, those, two, those two groups anyway. And then the other differences would be how those insects will overwinter. That can be a mixture of overwintering eggs. It might be a pupa um, down in the soil. It might be a cocoon uh, already attached to a branch or a trunk of the tree. They may overwinter even as an adult insect. Scales, for example, they have nymphal stages uh, throughout the summer, but eventually those scales move to a location on a, on a plant where they can... Uh, uh, developing in, into their mature size and overwinter as an adult. So we have lots and lots of ways our insects manage to uh, be with us through the winter and, and able to come back um, and give us good stuff like ladybugs that are eating the bad bugs or we might have issues with box elder bugs or squash bugs, uh, things of that sort that aren't so, that aren't so good. So you have uh, that going on. Uh, there are also plant diseases that have to get set up and be ready to in overwinter in some fashion or not. Uh, many of the, our, our diseases are going to overwinter on, on plant debris. That is, they invaded a leaf during the summer. The leaf falls off the tree. The leaf is laying in the leaf litter below the tree. And then the following spring, the fungal organism just floats its spores right back up off that overwintered leaf and right back into our new tr into the tree onto the new foliage. Um, a couple that come to mind quickly would be apple scab. If you've got crab apples or, or a small apple orchard in your backyard, apple scab would be a good example of one of those diseases. Cedar apple rose, cedar apple rust is another one that can give us some fits. Um, in a vegetable garden, we've got diseases that essentially overwinter in the soil. And when it rains heavily in the spring and the dirt splashes up onto the young tender foliage, that dirt brings with it the fungal organism and, and that fungal disease is kind of then off to the races. When we're watering our vegetable plants, it's always good to remember to water the soil carefully, but not the plant itself because um, all these diseases need is a bunch of free water uh, overnight on the leaf and they're able to invade. So uh, water the soil carefully, but not, but not the foliage. You've got um, many other things, of course, happening in the yard. Um, it's always nice to walk the yard frequently uh, in the spring of the year to see how it's evolving. And again, in the fall of the year to see how it's kind of shutting down for the winter season coming up. 
and there's a rhythm to that and you'll you'll see that as the plants grow throughout the summer and then get ready for the winter so this has been richard henschel with this week's green side up i'll be back again real soon